For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Welcome to WCW Retro. I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stroh, the Maestro of Wrestling. And this is a place to be, folks. We talk about past, present, future professional wrestling, but so much more. 
You never know what's going to call us half the fun. This is a wild, wild west of podcasts right here at WCW Retro on VOCNation.com. And tonight is a very special night. Uh, we're going to be discussing Kevin Sullivan and the Dungeon of Doom tonight. So if you got any cool memories of Kevin Sullivan in the Dungeon of Doom, in the Army of Darkness, <laughs> Purple Haze and Maka Singh and, and the Shark, the Zodiac, and Kamala, and King Curtis Iakea, and all the the vast members of the Army of Darkness and the Dungeon of Doom. Call in anytime to the Night's Live podcast at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. Lots to talk about tonight. And uh, we'll get to that shortly and get to the caller shortly. Make a few announcements and plugs, if you will. First off, shout-outs to Masters of Ring Entertainment, mastersofringentertainment.com. Fishing with Special Friends at fishingwithspecialfriends.com. The College Follower Alley Club, which uh, they're going to be having their reunion once again in September in Las Vegas. Uh, go to their website for more info, cauliflowerallyclub.org for more info. Uh, enjoy all the podcasts here on VOCNation.com. Uh, in the room, every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wrestling with History, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, WCW Retro, every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have Reggie Bull, Manny Fernandez podcast, uh, Briscoe and Big Ace, wrestling, wrestling with Problems, Sassy Stuff, plus all the great podcasts right here on VOCNation.com. Go to VOCNation.com and look at the schedule for your favorite VOCNation com podcast and the times and dates. <clears throat> also, support us on Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOC Nation. Buy your favorite VOC Nation t-shirt today, including WCW Retro and one of yours truly, Papa Stro, the four faces of Stro, at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOC Nation. And if you'd like to make a donation to yours truly, Papa Stro, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, etc., uh, thank you for those who've already donated. If you'd like to donate, send it to my PayPal, paypal.me, M is a Mary, E's and Eat, slash Papa Stro. And all together is paypal.me slash Papa Stro. And thank you in advance for your support. Social media roundup. Uh, my official website is stro.com. Uh, my merchandise website, buy your favorite Papa Stro merch today at thestro.com slash merchandise. Um, Facebook at Stro the Maestro. Twitter at Sign to Stro, Instagram at Stro Maestro. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, guys. YouTube.com slash Stro Maestro. Uh, also, I'm taking bookings currently uh, for various things uh, castings for television, film, commercials, endorsements, Comic Cons, conventions, autograph signings, seminars, radio interviews, uh, appearances, public speaking engagements social functions. I do a lot these days. Uh, hit me up. Talk business. Strofoya at yahoo.com. S-T-R-O number 4-Y-A at yahoo.com. If you'd like to be a guest for an upcoming episode of WCW Retro, hit me up as well. WCW Retro at yahoo.com. Let's get you some exposure, if you will, on the podcast. And I'm currently on, on set and production for an upcoming film called The Devil's Daughter, which is a Harlequin origin story. Artist Dr. Jeremy Arkham in that film. For more updates to that film, go to the Facebook, facebook.com slash 
Real Devil's Daughter. Also be in the fourth season of the Dust series coming up on set for that later on this year. Uh, and check out all three seasons of the Dust series. Go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DUSK series. And I'll have upcoming projects and pilot information to tell you guys about uh, real soon. So uh, sit tight. A lot of exciting things happening up in the air. And with that, we'll take our first commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk uh, Kevin Sullivan in the Dungeon of Doom. And to lead into our commercial, let's, let's uh, uh, Vampiro and ICP thing. Let's do that. Uh, stick with us. We'll see you back in a few. Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is... 
the VOC Nation Radio Network. WCW Retro. Tonight is Kevin Sullivan and Dungeon of Doom night. So if you got any cool Kevin Sullivan stories and memories in the Dungeon of Doom and Army of Darkness, call in at 914-338-1885. Once again, 914-338-1885. Yes, lots to talk about tonight. Uh, a few more announcements, if you will. Um, this Sunday, at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be a special guest on the Arcane Paranormal Show. I'm very excited to uh, join uh, Arcane Paranormal and uh, talk all kinds of things, wrestling, paranormal, etc. So uh, come join me this seven, uh, 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time this Sunday. Uh, just go to Arcane Paranormal. That's A-R-C-A-N-E Paranormal.com. And I'm looking forward to that very much. Uh, and tomorrow night on my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Maestro. Uh, tomorrow night's feature will be Beast from Haunted Hill. Ex- excuse me, Beast from Haunted Cave, if you will. So, yeah, Beast from Haunted Cave is the feature tomorrow night on The Stro Zone. So uh, uh, stay tuned for that. I hope you guys enjoy that on my Facebook uh, also, shout out to my friends in Canada, Innovative Hybrid Wrestling in the Maritimes area. Uh, find out what they're up to on their Facebook, facebook.com slash IHWWrestling. And with that, let's get this caller. It says, talk Kevin Sullivan, Dungeon of Doom, darkness. <laughs> okay. First off, uh, we have uh, Professor Steve. Welcome back, brother. How you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> the Zodiac, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Welcome here. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Oh man, what what a what a motley crew of uh, people that were in both Army of Darkness and the Dungeons of Doom, man! Crazy. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Before Army of Darkness, because it was more uh, sinister and less cartoonish, but. Um, uh, Dungeons and Doom kind of gets uh, somewhat uh, more fondly over time, even though it was kind of goofy. 
Well, I know if it weren't for the Dungeons of Doom, Hogan, Hulk Hogan at the time wouldn't have had nobody to wrestle. <laughs> I was to yeah. you know what I mean? that's, that's why I was, yeah, yeah, I heard Kevin talking about it. He basically wanted to, you know, get Hogan's trust so he could work with them more, which is a pretty interesting uh, agenda there. Uh, it, it's uh, but uh, you know, going back to the beginning, man. Uh, you know, the, the guy that started all, uh, Kevin Sullivan. Uh, man, I mean, what a what a career he had earlier on, even before uh, going becoming the Prince of Darkness and uh, the Devil, quote unquote, as uh, a lot of people like to refer him as. <laughs> uh, man, you know, he was a he was he was a heck of a bodybuilder at one point. And he was in phenomenal shape. Have you seen the, you see those early pictures of him? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, him and Mike Graham were like, you know, bodybuilders and stuff. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about, yeah. Oh, yeah. And... I know, uh, I know. Him, I saw an interview where he was telling the talking about Eddie Graham, about uh, I think it was Eddie Graham. He was talking about, you know, going with the the Prince of Darkness and Army of Darkness and everything, and you know him him watching uh, Billy Idol videos and MTV, <laughs> and kind of part of his inspiration. Pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, it, it's funny because, you know, he said people called him Devil and the Prince of Darkness and everything all these years, and he, he never once mentioned Devil <laughs> once. <laughs> but everybody just assumed they were intimidated by his presence, you know what I mean? I mean, he he did his whole deal so I wonder, well. I wonder um, if it was at the times that because he was uh, – very strange and maybe a cultish that uh, he was like it was good timing because the satanic panic was going on in the 80s. Right. Right. And, and you know what? Uh, like the Army of Darkness, for example, uh, even then was creating new stars like uh, Mark Lewin, Purple Haze, for example. Uh, you know, Bob Bob Roop, you know, Mucka Singh. Uh, Luna Fashan actually became Luna Fashan from the, uh, the Army of Darkness. The whole angle where he, yeah. he, he decked her, he, he decked her live TV, right? And, and, uh, I remember, I think it was him saying that Luna told him, you better make it count. <laughs> I guess I won't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I mean, even back then, I mean, it was creating new stars. Of the wrestling world, right? Uh, so, man, crazy. I'm, I'm probably jumping the gun, but uh, I really appreciated uh, talking to him over the phone on uh, a podcast that uh, Dr. John was doing with Chaz. And, yeah, you were on. I, I wish you could have talked to him a little bit on that. But um, Oh, yeah, I had, I had so many questions. <laughs> but it's all right. Maybe another time. Um. I really appreciate 
hearing him talk about Luna on that was pretty cool because he mentioned uh, that, yeah, right. He mentioned Gangrel, and I I love tuning in to to hear just to listen to Gangrel talk about wrestling. So it was kind of cool to hear Kevin Sullivan talk about Luna. You know, I've, I've I've been very fortunate to have some people, great people in the industry, help me over the years. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Jake Roberts, and uh, Kevin Sullivan was right up there, man. He he helped me out so much, and it was weird how our our paths crossed in different parts, right? You know, like the Smoky Mountain and WCW, and even before then down in Florida. You know, what I mean, even before I broke into business, meet meet him down there during the earlier matches and shows down events down in championship wrestling in Florida and everything. So it's like, I mean, always full of knowledge, too. I mean, guys like an encyclopedia knowledge. <laughs> yeah. um, thing that I was, I was working for any big TV wrestling company right now, unless I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised that I'm surprised he's not consultant for somebody even if he couldn't go well, to the shows he, maybe he could you know I know he's doing commentary for a Texas based promotion SWE down oh, Texas that's right. yeah yeah I did and, hear about him working in Texas but I didn't know the uh, group right and uh, they're, they're they're doing pretty good from what I understand I've, I've seen a few of their uh, some of their matches up there you know they had uh, I, I saw Harry Smith one time, uh, the Blood Hunter, and and Gangrel, yeah. But, uh, I gotta check out that group and see what Kevin's up to because that does sound pretty interesting. Absolutely. I wonder if it's on, uh, if it's on IWTV. May it might it might be yeah. yeah. Let's um let's bring in I think this is. I think it's my man Velvet here. Let me make sure this is it. Uh, Velvet, it's, it's you, sir. Yes, brother, yes. The amazing is, one. Uh, Welcome back, I'm the bo- How you doing? I'm the Boston strong boy. <laughs> From Boston, Mass. All right. From Boston. I love darkness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Darkness is oh, my man. friend. Oh, I, I remember I remember Sullivan... Sullivan telling Sheik one time after Sheik, uh, uh, <laughs> what is roast, right? Sullivan put his arm around the Sheik and said, I love you, Sheik, but that was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, you know, great, man. He, he, Kevin Sullivan, you you touched on it already helping people and such a knowledgeable person. He got a bad rap because, you know, people didn't understand he was he was there to help them and I guess egos got in the way, you know, when Kevin mm-hmm. said, Hey, maybe you should do this or that I've heard stories about people saying, Ah, go smoke a pipe or something to him and he's like he'd still try to help him, you know? And Right. That's what he was trying to do with Hogan, and 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 Hogan kind of blew him yeah. off in the beginning, but well, eventually it came around. But you know, by then it was probably too late at that point. I mean, uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking because 
he could have he could have had way more stuff done with any of the guys uh, in the Dungeon of Doom or uh, even before that. So right, you know, if they just listened to him, I mean, when he was the Booker, he he actually took uh, the bull by the horns and took guys that you wouldn't normally see and got them in almost main event statuses. Oh, absolutely. All all the great wrestling uh, you saw in the Nitros and Thunders and that that was Sullivan, man. He was was all about wrestling, you know what I mean? Like the Cruiserweight division and and, and overseas talent. I mean, that was Sullivan, man. Oh, yeah. It just, you know, I, I... it's like it's like it's like uh, today. You want to tell these kids, you know, you're not paying dues because you go to a, an event that has its own building. They're not tearing the ring down. They're not doing anything. So when you go out on the road, and some promoters that I know now are not paying guys until they help tear the ring down, and they're like, "Well, you got to tear the ring down for it because you're called paying your dues." You know, and that's Jimmy Hart, kind of the same. Jimmy Hart still helps tear down the ring. I know he does. It's exactly. Jimmy freaking Hart, man. <laughs> At on, his man. age, is still doing it correct. Exactly. And he shouldn't be doing it. And he, yeah. these young guys should be like, uh-oh, let me get my butt out there. But, you know, here it is again. It's the me generation. Look at me. I'm a superstar. Pay me money. It don't work that way, oh, brother. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bless him. Ridiculous. <laughs> but right? they, they wouldn't last long. They wouldn't last long with a Kevin Sullivan being a Booker. They Kevin be like, Oh no. Okay, I got you. I got you, young buck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 how you doing? Hey, hey, uh, hey, Hogan, how about stretch that guy for me, huh? <laughs> well, here, but check this out. Well, I remember Sullivan telling a story about. In, back when him and Purple Haze were teaming up, right? And they had a match against the Road Warriors, right? And okay. evidently Road, Road Warriors had an issue about something, right? And uh, they were kind of bucking up, right, to him. And uh, I, he says, Blackjack came through the curtain, right? Went up to him and said, is there a problem? <laughs> so you work with these boys and you, you guys have a good match. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that, that that is man. Uh, he, he tells the Kevin tells the best stories. That's where he's like a, a like a, a plethora of information, man. He is, and that's what you know. When you li- anytime you get a chance to listen to him, or even talk to him, you learn way. You will learn way more than you ever learn or listen to anybody else. I mean, you really do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like him. Terry Funk, Dusty Rhodes, you know, and a few others that you could really just sit down and just shut your mouth and listen and learn something new. Right. You know, and you're like, wow, I never heard that before. I'm put that in the back of my head so I don't forget that. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, you know, That's he, right. You know, he made everything that he touched, Kevin Sullivan, from all, all the different, you know, with him and Purple Haze and then, you know, all the way oh, until man. he stopped rest, until he stopped actually performing, uh, he made everybody better. He put everybody on yes, notice. He, he, he anybody who worked with him, uh, as far as being on the same team or just working with him, he made everybody better. 
He, he really did. You can't fault really a guy. Did. Yeah, and, and you know what? He did. I, I, I say he's the catalyst for cruiserweight. The cruiserweights. He was because you look at all yes. the talent he had with Malenko and Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho, and you can we can name eighty million others. You know. Even the international oh, yeah. stars, Juventud, Guerrero, and and, mm-hmm. and all those guys. I mean, he he actually he he put them on the map. You know. Well, speaking and, of that, we got the lines light, light up, man. Let's let's bring some more people to the party. Cool. Uh, we Let's first off, we have Mr. Hollywood. Welcome back, brother. How, How you, you doing? How you doing, Papa Stu? My show. Hello to all my friends on the line. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something about Kevin, uh, Kevin Sullivan. I call him the Taskmaster. Yeah. Master. Um, yeah. He, you talk. <laughs> you talking about the one of the masters of the mind games? He was one of the mm-hmm. masters of the mind games. I'll give you an example. I mean, one time he, mm. he was dressed in red and yellow <laughs> like Hogan. I mean. Oh yeah. I mean, That's I would never forget that Evad Sullivan. Remember Evad Sullivan? That was with Kevin. Yeah, he, he was red and yellow. He, he had the Hogan. He had the red and yellow Hogan <laughs> yeah, colors. Yeah. That's him. Hogan yeah. even gave him his boots. Remember, Hogan gave yeah. him that his boots. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he was he was a genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a genius. And, and, and I think there's another thing he played funny thing. It was right before. It was like right before Hogan turned bad. I think there's a thing with it. You know, it was Ric Flair, and he had all his women with him. And it was, oh, it, yeah. was, um, it was Flair versus Hogan. And I think Hogan, I want to say Hogan had on all black. But Kevin Sullivan had something, he had, uh, he had something to do with that, that match. I can't remember, but it, mm-hmm. it was crazy. But but even with that being the said, the sword. He, he was right. Yeah, and then another thing that was so mind-boggling. Now, Kevin Sullivan... He has so many views with Hogan. You mean he's red and yellow? But the thing that really blew yeah. my mind when Hogan turned bad, when he turned to Hollywood Hogan, he made Kevin Sullivan was the good guy. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, he was the good guy. Yep. I mean, he was. He was. I mean, he was the Kevin Sullivan for years was the villain that was in a was a thorn of Hogan's side. Now right. he is the good guy. The good guy, Kevin Sullivan. And where, where it is, where it is, it, Sullivan's idea to like form the NWO with with, with WCW in. Yeah, it was his idea wow, because I didn't know uh, that. That, like uh, Steve mentioned uh, not too long ago in in Japan, no, where no, the whole no, idea no, like, kind of. No. What's that? Hold on, Vader. Vader said Kevin Nash invented it, but I think it was Eric. No, it was Sullivan. Wow. Sullivan put a word in with uh, Bischoff. And, oh, really? Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe Vader misremembered or he missed And Bischoff because took that's, credit that's Yeah. Well, that, that too. Well, he, he did put the idea in his head, too, about Hogan turning, too. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I didn't I mean, know that. So, so and, man, he's, like, been a mastermind for a lot of things. Matter of fact, it was because of him that Brian Pillman got got to take off with the loose cannon bit. Remember the whole, I right. respect you, Booker yeah. Man thing? 
Yeah, so had a that. lot to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, like oh, I yeah. said, he was definitely one of the master of mind games. He was one of the master of the Sullivan doesn't get enough credit. I mean, what a genius yeah. he is, man. I mean, I mean, Nash, yeah, I even Kevin Nash has said several times that's how him and Sullivan hit it off because he was just, uh, just so full of knowledge. Wow. And, and his parent, I love, I love this, I love his character, I mean, because he played this weird guy. I mean, this guy that was so weird. I mean, he was, just, I mean, he was, he was, he was just incredible, Kevin Sullivan. And, and the whole incredible. bit, you know, he he said in the interview like not too long ago, a whole bit about him talking about the beetle nut and chewing it and everything. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it, he actually he actually took a trip to Indonesia, and what? basically when he was cutting the promo, he was just talking about his trip to Indonesia on the sights he's seen over in Indonesia and everything. So, I mean, it's <laughs> been Singapore and Promos, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so wow. it's, it was actual trips they took, actually. <laughs> That's, cra- That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, this guy, you know, this guy, this guy's a, a walking National Geographic. He can tell you about, I mean, all kinds of things, like nature and all that. I mean, I remember last, uh, well, last time I was in Vegas, he was talking about, uh, uh, the whales in certain habitats that were <laughs> wow. it, it was crazy, right? That's crazy. That's, that's Big, the same oh, thing. Got... Let's let the good times grow, man. Uh, we have another caller Uh-oh. coming in, and I believe, oh, that man, here he is, making his return to WCW Retro. Uh, Chaz Moretti, how you doing, brother? Welcome back, man. Well, I'm doing very well, bro. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, Lord. Glad to be here. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, oh, Mr. Jesus Hollywood? Jesus Christ. Mr. Hollywood's here? Awesome. Thank Glad you. to hear you from, from your brother. How Thank you doing? Glad to hear from name, you, sir. Professor Steve. How you oh, doing? And, and you. I'm doing well. And, and <laughs> who's the other pain in the ass that I hear back there? Is that Velvet? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yes, it is, buddy. Yeah, it wouldn't be you if it wasn't. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, boys, I'm going to tell you... The the guy we have to give the most credit to for Kevin Sullivan being Kevin Sullivan is Eddie Graham. I mean, he let Kevin run wild down in Florida. Wow. Yeah, we talked about that. And then you, you really about, started you know, Yeah. You started the whole, the whole Army of Darkness and everything, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, here, the, the vignette with Sullivan summoning the Purple Haze out of the ocean is still going to oh, be God. one of the most impactful – Vignette, promos, call it what you will, one of the best segments ever in professional wow. wrestling. For that time period, for that time period, to look as well as it did, it was just amazing. I came out out of the water, out of the beach, and I, I still get yeah. chills watching it over and over, man. That just, it was I mean, it was, it was two handheld cameras and a tripod. There was no CGI. There was no special effects. It was basically wow. two handhelds and a tripod. And then they play with the angles of they play with the lighting and the angles. Wow, that's incredible! And God bless Mark Lewin for holding his breath for more than twelve seconds. Because <laughs> <laughs> anybody else would have had a hard time. Uh, you, you, you know, you're talking about Kevin Sullivan creating stars, man. Even during that time period, he took Mike Davis and made him an evil Dusty Rhodes. Do you remember that? Yep. Yep. That was uh, crazy. Wow. He, he channeled well, the spirit of Dusty Rhodes, right? 
little known fact. Who turned Dusty Rhodes babyface? Dusty Rhodes was a heel before he got to Florida. Who turned him babyface? Kevin Sullivan. That's it. And and their feud lasted forever, man. It drew lots of money in Florida, man. Yes. But, I mean, you realize the American dream would have still been Dirty Dusty Rhodes had it not been for Kevin Sullivan. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Their feud, and then by uh, then the takeoff feud was outlaw Ron Bass and Dusty, but those two feuds turned Dusty into into a babyface, and he was that way the rest of his career. Wow. Yep. I know that. The American dream. And yeah. I mean, Kev, Kevin doesn't get enough credit. I mean, so underrated no, in how many how many people he has helped in this business, man. Oh, I'll tell you what, dude. I, I sat with him for three hours in a seminar a couple of years back, and it was three hours that felt like five minutes because he's wow. that oh. much of a teacher. You know, the first thing he did is he went around the room to all the people that were in the seminar, and he asked them their gimmick name. He asked them their real name, their gimmick name, and to describe their character in less than one minute. Wow. And if they couldn't if they couldn't do it, then he put yeah. them in the ring until they did. Wow. If they could <laughs> yeah. do it, then he refined it. He said, If you're oh, a yeah. guy in tights, by the time I get done with this seminar, you'll either be a character or you'll be out of the business. He says, Because wow. a guy in tights doesn't belong in this business. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about bringing in you want to talk about bringing in enforcers. Uh just so happened that Kevin and Kevin and Tokyo Monster Cahagas had worked the night before the seminar. And so as they were doing, um, as they were having the, the seminar participants do TV matches, which are basically three-minute squash matches, one of the guys who was a, supposed to be a veteran started taking liberties with the rookie that he was in the ring with. Kevin stopped the match, looked at him and said, Brother, what are you trying to accomplish? And the guy said, well, I'm, you know, it's a squash match. I'm getting over because you're not over. You're stupid. And he says, taking liberties with that kid is just plain stupid. And he says, well, he says, you want to see what it, what a being in a squash match feels like? He looked at Cahagas. He says, Paulie, you want to work today? And Cahagas goes, absolutely. So Cahagas is walking from the back of the seminar room to the ring. And the guy that was in the ring taking liberties a minute before goes, no, you know what? I'm good. I understand what you mean now. And I got out of the ring. Wow. So, I mean, it's just the idea of perception. Uh, Sullivan is believable because Sullivan is Sullivan. He's yeah. not acting. Oh, yeah. Kevin is Kevin, you know. Piss him off and you'll see the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ask Hogan. You know, just, uh, I'll ask anybody. Thing, it's just the way Kevin is. Yeah, Kevin is Kevin. So many years, so many years, he intimidated people. Everybody's always the devil. Even at Hogan and Dusty, calling him the devil and everything. And all he was, all along, was a guy from Boston that likes to fish. Yeah, <laughs> but he was so good. Basically. He was so good at what he did. But right? he was, yes, he was so, so good. He, he was so respectful of every part mm-hmm. of the business. He was so respectful of referees, so respectful of managers. His idol right. was Gary Hart. He'll tell you that himself oh, personally. Great, man. Another great Gary you know, Hart. I was, wow. I was that, that one seminar I was managing, 
in uh, in a squash match, and he looked at, I wasn't doing a whole hell of a lot because it was a three-minute TV match other than, you know, making presence known as you would in the TV studio. And the only critique that I got from Kevin is he walked up behind me and said, Gary would be proud. That's all I needed. Nice. Wow. I was done. Exactly. Nice. That's it. I'll need to be said. <laughs> we got a 854 yeah. area code uh, join us. Welcome to WCW Retro. Hey, Papa Stroh. Malcolm, welcome back, man. Is that Malcolm? Hi, how you doing? Hey, is that Malcolm? Uh, time for me how to leave. How you doing, Malcolm? How you doing, brother? Kevin Sullivan was the most <laughs> underrated bad guy ever. I mean, he created in the NWA in the 80s with the Varsity Club some of the yeah, most memorable right. moments in wrestling. The Prince of Darkness match with um, Jim right. Garvin, they wore blindfolds over each other and they had, before Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martell did it at WrestleMania 7. They made a That's classic right. match out of that and Precious was involved. And then wow. the Triple Cage Tower of Doom match at Great, Amer- Great American Bash 1988, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just that was just one of the best creative matches to me ever, because it was, wow. you know, nobody had heard of that before, you know, and I was just so excited when I watched it live at my friend's house in Sacramento, and then uh, the Starcade 88 match, um, he was in the cage, here, wow, uh, ordered in the cage above. <laughs> and Mike Rotunda defending well. the world television title yeah. against Rick Steiner, and Tommy Young got involved, and and he started pointing to Sullivan that uh, oh, that yeah. Dr. Steve Williams came down and rang the bell, <laughs> and Kel- they let Sullivan. I'm going to go get a non-alcoholic beer right now. <laughs> yeah, have a drink. <laughs> and and uh, what was it? Um, somebody shoved. Uh, Sullivan and Tom Young and and uh, yeah, Rick Steiner did and, and he got <laughs> he got Mike Rotundo for the pin and won okay. the world television title. That was you know I mean Kevin Sullivan. He said oh, last boy. year he was on with uh, what was his name Tony Capone, that guy that was a disappointment started the wrestling federation. He said I think it was on one of your retro shows. Papa Joe said that. Um, Kevin Sullivan said that I was the reason that the Midnight Rider, uh, Dusty Rhodes, became the Midnight Rider back in 88. You know, I didn't I even know you. that. And, I told mm-hmm. you, man, he's the mastermind behind a lot of the great historical Wait moments. a minute. Angle. Hold yeah. it. Wait, 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 wait. Back up a second. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes was the Midnight Rider? Yeah, you know that? You sure? <laughs> yeah. him oh, it, was, it was him and Megan T.A. I, I don't know. I it, talked to Dustin Rhodes one time, and he thought it was some other guy. No, it was him. It was yeah. him and Megan T.A. That's like, <laughs> that, that's like oh, guys. Listen, listen, that's just like uh, downtown. <laughs> that's like downtown Charlie Brown. I mean, everybody said it was the Boogie Woogie Man. I never saw it. I didn't see the resemblance. Yeah. No. It, it, it sure was a Rufus R. Frank Frank Jones, that's for sure. <laughs> Papa Joe, look at the Come talent. Come on, man. Look at the talent he brought in to the varsity club. He was from Boston College. He brought in Dr. Dan Steve Williams from Oklahoma. 
He brought in Mike Rotundo yep. from Syracuse and Rick Steiner yep. from Michigan. I mean, that was one of the most elite groups back in 88 to me. Let me ask the panel. At one time, he had freaking Bane, Gene Swenson, in the freaking Dungeon of Doom. Now, how yep. cool is that? Yes, Bane he did. <laughs> Let me ask the group a question real quick. One, one, one second. Any lifters? Zeus. Zeus was in there too. One man. second. Let me let me let me ask Crazy. the group a question. Could anybody else have made Dean Malenko get as over as he was and never say one word in a promo? Other than Kevin uh, Sullivan. Nope. I mean, think uh, about it. When Malenko made his return to WCW, he didn't say two words in a promo. Nope. Nope. Went out and did his thing, worked his match, and he was over more than he was ever in his career. Yeah, but Chad, that was had, the genius of Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, because he didn't need to talk. Freaking John Tessa as part of Dungeon to do, man. One of the toughest men on the planet. <laughs> he was the shark. <laughs> you know what the funny part was? Yeah. Do you know where he sent? Do you know he sent King Curtis up to the WWF? to perfect his managerial role along with Kamala. It's a little known, it's a little known fact that Kevin Sullivan worked that deal out with Vince because when King Curtis was up there as the wizard and had Kamala yeah. and Sika under him, that was Kevin mm-hmm. Sullivan getting King Curtis prepped for the return to WCW. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, but I, Chad, oh, yeah. I, I still think his best, his best creation was the varsity club. I mean, he created... A six-man yeah. tag match, the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes again his, against his varsity well, club. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go, go back to what Chad says about uh, his connection with Vince. You know, not <laughs> many people realize that. Not many people realize it, but um, Sullivan did, uh, did a lot of work in the early, early days with Vince. Had some matches with Vince. Hit, Madison Square Garden. His breaking matches were, were for Vince Senior. The right. Boston Strong Boy started out working for Vince Senior. That's right. You know the thing we the thing we forget nowadays is that wrestling, professional wrestling, did not exist in a microcosm. It wasn't in a vacuum. Each territory, oh. while they would never <laughs> acknowledge the other on television, those promoters were working with each other with talent swaps, cross promotional oh, yeah. ideas. They were working together the whole way through. And even if they were under different different world titles like the AWA or the WWWF. Vince and Vern were still voting members in the NWA. So it was all put together. You know, now we 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 seem to forget that because you've got WWE off doing whatever the hell they do. You've got AEW still trying to throw the rocks at the window and say, hey, look at us. And then you've got all the independents. (laughs) But, I mean, back in the day, you had – well, back in the day, you had 37 territories, and 37 territories, well, 36, because Nick Goulas, Lord knows what the hell he was doing. They all oh, worked geez. together to perpetuate professional wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think yeah. now they, they put the hey. horse before the cart. I mean, the cart before the horse. Steve, Steve, do you remember in Smoky uh, Mountain Wrestling? When Kevin Sullivan was even then was helping out the Night Stalker and Primetime Brian Lee, and they brought that guy from Japan that he pretty much brutalized. 
on, on live television. It even made Arn Anderson squimish when uh, Sullivan did it. But uh, the, the, the guy, the kid asked for it. I think it's FMW, uh, one of their promotions from Japan, the, the guy from. Do you remember what I was talking about? No, I meant to look it Does up. Does that make sense? Yeah. But uh, he asked for it. I mean, it wasn't Sullivan. It, it, this guy voluntarily wanted Sullivan to, to brutalize him, you know, to, to, to get him over, because that would get him over in his home country, right? That he was being in the ring with a legend like Kevin Sullivan, right? Oh, That's the way uh, he looked at it, so. Was it Kenamora? Because I think he does yeah. talk about FMW. Right, right. But even then he was helping guys out with Stalker and Brian Lee and whoever else. That was yeah, I have a strike. Do you remember, uh, do you yeah. remember in September of 1988 um, that he had the feud with Jimmy Garvin, and I think it was either Tony Schiavone or Jim Ross that was doing an interview with him. And That's when they Kevin broke his Sullivan ankle. came out in the center block, and he he took a brick and smashed it over Jimmy Garvin's It wasn't a brick. It wasn't a brick. It was a center block. Oh, Look at it again. I'm sorry. Well, it was yeah, like yeah. a brick. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I like to be born, too. It, I want, it, it, I want to it, go back it, to what Chaz said it, a second. What, when he said that AEW is throwing, is, is, uh, throwing rocks, they are throwing rocks. Because uh, one of my guys, <laughs> one of my guys that I wrestle with said that he went down there, and he goes, it's got all this talent, but looks like a damn startup. Like a startup independent promotion. There you go. Keep going, yeah, Rock. <laughs> I met Kevin. I met Kevin Sullivan two times, and I I got to tell you, I was nervous meeting him because you know he's not that big, <laughs> but he's intimidating, you know. And he was, you know, he was really nice to me both times I met him at uh, Wrestle Reunion 2011 at the Weston Hotel, and then I got to meet him at the CAC. I was meeting another wrestler, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye. He signed a picture of me and uh, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, a black-and-white photo that I really cherish. Uh, but you know what, Papa Stro, it's a damn shame that he wasn't around when they had the first Battle Bowl in 1991 because I think he would have made that even better. Oh, Selden makes a lot of things better, man. I mean, he's just a blessing yeah, to the business. His, his brain by itself. And then I also Absolutely. like like his Boston accent too. I think that's <laughs> special. I got Malcolm over here. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Chief. I'm, I'm surprised that uh, AEW didn't uh, book Kevin once during the Dark Order uh, Exalted One angle. They they you know they had Raven in the crowd. I think it would have been cool if they. At least teased Kevin like he did teasing yeah. Raven. Oh, that'd been great. That would have been cool. Oh my god. Yeah, it would have been. Right. Can you imagine a feud with the Dungeon of Doom and um, Raven's Flock? Oh, yeah. that'd been cool. I love that would have been, been good. But you, but you see, boys, that's what happens when you're putting style over substance. When you're trying to outdo each other with terms of what you're doing in your matches and the moves that you're using and not looking at the larger picture of development of character and development of, of angle and development of factions, 
that's where AEW's fallen short. If they would have, even like Steve said, if they would even if they would even teased Kevin Sullivan, that would have been phenomenal. Sort of like getting your point across on this show. (laughs) You know, Malcolm. You know what Kevin Sullivan's greatest achievement was? (laughs) Hitting me in the mouth. He got you to be quiet for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I you know, I got a bit. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up AEW because I have got to admit that was one heck of a debut for Malachi Black last night. Yeah. The other night. Yeah, yep. it was. Yep. That was, that was really cool. Yeah, I, I saw Now, him. will they allow that character to develop? That's a good we question. We already know what they're doing the they ring. They better. Yeah, they better because right. if not, they, what's the point? That's like lightning in a bottle, man. Lightning in a bottle. Oh, yeah. That's a good term. Uh, I I should have known. You'll have more freedom. Good. I should have known that he was uh, debuting because he released that video earlier that day, and I was watching his uh, clothing brand. Man, I should have been paying attention more because he showed up. I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, How he, the lights out, Arnie Anderson kick, Cody kick. Um street clothes. Uh, I, I just wonder yeah. what his music is going to be because that was the one thing he was working on in WWE when he was making his return is his music. So I'm looking forward to that. I really like the short film he did, the, De- the Devil Made Me Do It film, uh, the continuous, you know, the continuing the, the eye uh, uh, gimmick that he had from uh, WWE with uh, Buddy Murphy pushing him to the stairs. He even mentioned Matthew by name. There's like these uh, Easter eggs in the video like Matthew, so I'm really uh, digging what he's doing. And I even uh, uh, been buying his uh, clothing brand stuff, and they, they're uh, Mark. Happy, happy to post it on their Twitter, so it was pretty cool uh, <laughs> getting to rep the brand there, his Black Mask brand. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Oh gosh! Yeah, you know the, the one thing I will give the one thing I will give AEW a lot of credit for is they don't have writers; they still have bookers. There's a number of them, but they're still bookers rather than writers. Right. Writers are going to be the ruination of the sport. Of course, because dude, that's like the three me, you, and 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 Stro, and throwing anybody else. And you're managing, I'm managing. Uh, they're telling us everything we got to do, dude. What the heck is that for? Tell us what, who's going over and how we need to get there and walk away. You know? That's it. Don't need all that. I'm glad that they have a lot more freedom in AEW, but, you know, I, you don't need a writer telling me every aspect of when I'm going to squat and when I'm going to, you know, go to the bathroom and all this other crap. Velvet, I got a, I got a question for you. Uh, for the panel, uh, do you think writers should yeah, sure. know? Do you think writers should have more wrestling knowledge when they get when they get hired? Because there was an incident, there was some p- bad publicity about that lady that got fired recently because she went on the podcast and said she didn't know anything. First, first of all, if you don't know anything about wrestling, who's the dummy to hire you in the first place to be on a writing? <laughs> That's the person should be fired. That oh, man's God. name was Vince fired. Russo. <laughs> she got oh, oh, he wasn't alone. 
He wasn't alone. There's quite yeah. a few people that have no clue. Have no yeah. clue. There's, did, I, 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 I think yeah. there was this uh, one guy, Bill Bush. He didn't even know who the boys were. I swear to God. They, they, you can't do that. I mean, first I'm of like, all, I agree how with you. The right be, be creative. I even know who the, your talent is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Just if a writer comes, let's say like Piper. Piper, they they try to give him a piece of paper. Piper goes, "Get that crap out of my face." You know, you're not paying attention to that because he doesn't need that. You know. So why would you tell me if you know nothing about what I do in the ring versus Hulk Hogan, and you don't even know what Hulk Hogan does? How are you gonna tell me to do what in a match? You can't. <laughs> There's Why no do you think Flair comes out a uh, pizza man there? Jim Hurd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. He hated Jim Hurd. He hated that. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Getting back, to, getting back to Kevin Sullivan, there was an interview he did when he had Rotunda and um, Steiner in the varsity club where he was talking about their GPAs. Now, Rotunda, as we know, was very articulate and could speak. Rick Steiner can cut a good promo as well, but he had Steiner looking like the dumb jack, and then he winds up throwing the nugget at Shivani and said, oh, by the way, Rick's last GPA was 3.96. And then they walked <laughs> off the set. Yeah, these, these are like college <laughs> graduates. That was the dumb. genius yeah. of Kevin Sullivan. But, yeah, Sullivan, Sullivan, man, everything he touched turned to gold, man. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, you know, there is a there is a fan in all of us, whether we're involved in the business or not. But how many people could honestly say they didn't root or they didn't want Jimmy Garvin to beat him in that Tower of Doom? That they weren't oh, worried for Precious's uh, well-being during that whole run-up in that match. I, yeah, That's there was the a lot believability of, of Kevin Sullivan. But there was a lot of great matches at that match. Don't get me wrong. But that Tower Doom match was just—it was a show stealer. It really was. It was—it was incredible. But you know what the funny part is, though, Strong? They bumped twice a piece. There were four bumps in the whole match. <laughs> I'm glad there weren't more. I don't know how much more that cage could have yeah. took. Well, <laughs> the most dangerous bump was going to be Tommy Young off the top of the off the top cage Jesus. because Tommy Young was was hanging on the outside of that top cage and he almost fell. Yeah. That's not good. But that's again, that match was so believable because. Ever. Yeah, but I mean, that match was so believable because the run-up was so believable. I mean, you honestly oh, yeah. thought that that Precious was under Sullivan's spell and was going to turn no, on no. Jimmy and was going to. And I mean, Jimmy Garvin was a guy that when we saw him in World Class, we saw him early in WCW. You look at this guy and you're like, who is this clown and how fast can he get beat? <laughs> but during that angle and during that run-up, you actually felt for Jimmy Garvin. Now, was that Jimmy or was that Kevin Sullivan putting him over? Oh, God. Sullivan putting him over. Look, look at those matches that Sullivan had with Benoit. Kevin even said that oh. he didn't think he only won, he only won like one match. Of all those matches they had with uh, Benoit, I mean he he was constantly putting Benoit over. Oh yeah. Yep. Mhm. Yep. Well, you look what he did with Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero was a huge face. Eddie Guerrero had that accident, came back. What did he do? 
being the biggest heel they had in the cruiserweight division. Yep. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, let's put it this way. Would Vince McMahon have brought in the Ultimo Dragon with nine championship belts into the WWF? Probably not. Calvin Sullivan mm-hmm. did. He oh, didn't yeah. shy away from he, did. he didn't shy away from of Dragon being a multiple champion. He embraced it. Well, it goes right. to credibility I mean, at that point. It was all about wrestling. A guy he in. knew what got over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And credibility. He brought credibility with him. Yeah, because unless you were a true fan of, of Mexican lucha or Japanese wrestling in the early 90s, you didn't know who the hell the Ultimo Dragon was. Nope. Exactly. But... Um, he came with credentials. That's right. So yeah, I mean, gosh, we've touched up with so many, so many cases where Sullivan has helped so many in the industry, man. It's, I mean, and 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 not just people from all over the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, um, I, I wanted to. I, I was talking. We were talking about Kevin and Raven earlier. There was um, uh-huh. a match on one dimension. Uh, Raven had a Clockwork Orange House of Fun match uh, with uh, Sandman and TNA, and Kevin Sullivan right. was the special referee for that. So that was pretty cool seeing him in the same ring. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's right. What a match that was, too. Whew. Yeah, it was a uh, pretty neat uh, match the title and seeing Kevin just kind of encouraging the violence, and he wasn't even wearing a shirt, he was just wearing stripes. It was pretty, uh, pretty bizarre and cool to see. Did y'all ever hear the story Kevin told about him and Purple Haze going to a grocery store with their robes on? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. It was hysterical. You know, Purple Haze had his purple robe and silver head is, and they were going down the aisle shopping. And they did everybody give them the weirdest looks. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you I imagine bet. checking them out at at, at the counter? <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been great. Yeah, but so you know, like, the, you know the good part about they there was my, no promotional they give my child. They give it the tomatoes, my Is, child. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that was good about that promotional wise is if you were if you happen to be in that grocery store and you were flipping channels then the following Saturday morning and you came across championship wrestling from Florida and you see these two guys and they're prepping their match and you already saw them at the grocery store, one of the things you might mm-hmm. say is, Oh, I know those two weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, Al Snow. That's I heard funny. did something similar. He would go to restaurants with Head and order two meals, one for Head, one for him. <laughs> yes, Head. <laughs> yeah, I don't want Al fool you. Al can eat. Those are for him. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, 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 Gendel Stern Steiner brothers, man, they can eat you out of house and home, man. Good God. Oh yeah. One, one time, nobody I'm, was better I'm than going to Albies. I'm going to the Arby's, no right? No one was better than uh, Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to Rick Arby's and Rick Steiner. And uh, he owes us like 
10 to 12 roast beef sandwiches. I thought he was getting some for me and some of the guys. So I'm like, hey, thanks. No, man, all for me. I'm starving. So, oh, really? You're going to eat all 12 of them sandwiches? So later on, we went to an autograph signing, right? And a, a, uh, a lady was nice to bring us a bunch of Chick-fil-A sandwiches, right? And I grabbed a whole bunch of them <laughs> right in his face. Oh, they're all mine. You can't have them, Rick. Go get your own. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Of course, I I, I didn't. Eat, I couldn't eat as much as he could, right? I, I gave some away. You know what I mean? I, I gave him. I gave him a sandwich. I was, you know, I was cool. Yeah. He, he started cool. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> one of the promoters one time in Southern Illinois asked me to pick up Billy Gunn from the airport in St. Louis. He says, "Take him out to breakfast. Whatever the bill is, give it to me, and I'll cover it." Okay. So I took Billy Gunn to the Waffle House in St. Louis, right outside the airport. Billy put down six eggs. Sausage, bacon, hash browns, grits, and two waffles. Oh, Not to mention his coffee and his orange shoes. I had coffee and an English muffin. Ugh. The bill came out to 65 hours, including the tip. <laughs> so we get to the show, and I give the, I tell the promoter, here's the bill from breakfast. He looked at it and goes, what did you two eat? I said, oh, no, I had the English muffin and the coffee. Your main eventer had the rest. Pay up. No kidding. <laughs> Speaking of Army of Darkness and Army of the Unknown, uh, we have an unknown caller. It's a Skype caller, Uh-oh. 111, so brace, brace yourself. Uh, there we go. It's right. so, so straight from the abyss, welcome to WCW Retro. Hey, uh, I, I almost forgot about the show. Oh, Brian. Oh, hey, Brian. Hey, where's hey. Kyle? <laughs> where's Kyle? I don't know. Brian. When when you find him, you let me know. Uh <laughs> How you doing, Brian? Hey, uh, I'm, yeah, doing, Brian I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot better. Good. That's good. Talking about Kevin Sullivan tonight, Army of Darkness, and Dungeon of Doom, and all that good stuff. And all that. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, the Army of Darkness. Now I, I know it was in. I think Memphis, I, I believe it was. Uh, I okay in Florida. Well, I yeah, really Memphis. don't remember yeah. too much about that. I know that I know one man gang was with him, but other than that, I, you know, I don't oh, really wow. remember much about the Army of Darkness. But uh, now the Dungeon of Doom, I thought that was a real neat uh, concept they came up with for a group, and it was really neat. Um, Dungeon Doom was like guy. a PG rated burst of Army of Darkness. Oh, it was definitely a PG rated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that guy, um I think it was Prince Daddy. You know the you know that guy that sit in the chair? The older guy? Oh, King King Curtis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought he was uh really neat and everything and and uh, the Dungeon of Doom though, they really Succeeded really good because uh, I remember a classic feud Kevin Sullivan and Chris Wall had that uh, backstage brawl at Class Champions. That was a classic right there. And, brother, uh, that that and brother, then, that was a fight. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> it was. God. Lord have mercy. Mm. I mean, it'll go down the history books. You know, as one of the all-time. Baddest fights, I guess you could say, in wrestling because 
And they, I remember Dusty, they beat, Dusty was saying, that's the ladies' bathroom, baby. They're the ladies' bathroom going at it, baby. It's blundering over here. Throw the paper flying in the air, if you will. <laughs> and, and then I remember uh, Ming, Ming and Haku, they were great in the Dungeon of Doom. and uh, Oh, yeah, Face of Fear. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, now I'll tell you one guy that he just didn't fit the Dungeon Doom to me, and that was Brutus Beefcake. Uh, you know, he, the, the Zodiac, yeah, he didn't really, I don't know, he just didn't fit the Dungeon of Doom. And it was better than the booty man. It was better than the booty man. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to win uh, Kimberly from DDP. But uh, I think the I think the most uh, sorriest Dungeons Doom member they had was that big old mummy. Did you say? Did you say? Yeah. If you got oh, a beefcake, he might give you a haircut. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. He made two thumbs <laughs> up. Oh. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Brian's taking the cake, baby. Sorry. Who was that anyway? The whole thing. <laughs> I don't even know who that was. Uh, was that supposed to be a... Yeah, yeah, like Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> what? It was Kevin Nash. <laughs> it wasn't Judy Bagwell either. No, that's oh, Judy Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> no, now that's was funny, man. <laughs> that was funny. Holy cow! Yeah. And then, and then the other thing about the Dungeon Doom. I'm gonna uh, call my mama. I li- I liked uh, Jimmy Hart. You know, he got involved with him, and and I liked the yeah. I like I like the sound effects stuff that they have the smoke and all that stuff, and uh, and then oh yeah, got to have that CGI. And I also thought the (laughs) games match, you know, with Hogan and Savage and and all that. I thought it was okay, you know, but. I didn't think it was the best with the Dungeon Doom against no. Hogan. And, what about Hugh Morris, man? Remember yeah. Hugh Morris with the Dungeon of Doom? Oh, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Morris. Morris. Yeah, the, the Laughing Man. The Laughing Man. Yeah. The first, right. the first man to go down in history to a loss to Goldberg. Right. Hmm. But, but yeah, he he was uh, he was really good. You know, I, I think out of the Dungeon of Doom, uh, he was kind of... He was kind of overlooked, in my opinion, for major push. I mean, I know he at one time was the United States champion, but I mean, yeah, I think he could have. Yeah, he was a crash determinator in the Indies. That was his old name he before he came to crash determinator in the Indies. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great guy. He was a good wrestler. Scariest guy to Ming, though. Ming Barbarian. That's right. Yeah, man. And uh, I was just... T.J. Khan. T.J. Khan. 
He really did, yeah. <laughs> oh, Cedro Khan. <laughs> Cedro Khan was that the Randy dude. Watson of wrestling. Dude, yes, you guys remember him coming him. to America, right? Yeah, but he had the best horn <laughs> stash of all time. Well, yeah, oh, like man. I said, T. Joe Conn was the Randy <laughs> Watson of wrestling. That boy's good. You no, remember good T. Joe Conn? Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Remember T. Joe Conn the Barbarian and uh, Body Slam? Body Slam. They were talking to Paul. Yeah. They were talking to Paul. Yeah. And uh, they looked at Dirk <laughs> Benedict there, and, and, and Barb says, is your name Schmemlack? <laughs> M. Harry Schmyrak And Harry yeah. Schmyrak Love it And another oh. You know another guy I thought of That oh, I believe was Was, when the, was in the Dungeon the of Doom No it, Go find Kyle, Kyle. Uh, Anyway uh, The guy I believe that Was in the Dungeon of Doom, <laughs> and I only seen the guy one time. And Stro, you probably remember this because you, mm-hmm. you uh, I believe, I believe you're with WCW, probably as Robbie Eagle at this time instead of uh, the Maestro. Oh, that, but oh, oh, that's real you, back in the day. Okay. Do, do you? <laughs> it was on WCW Saturday night, and uh, I think it was Kevin okay. Sullivan and Dungeon Doom was in the ring. And then that little bitty leprechaun yeah. ran around the ring. Who was the leprechaun? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the leprechaun? That was me, man. I was the leprechaun. Well, it wasn't Squaggle, that's for sure. <laughs> Give me a break in a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I got to I mean, let's look mm-hmm. at it this way. Kevin wasn't much bigger than a leprechaun himself. You know, it was kind of funny. When, when Amy first met Kevin at the CAC, she said, I said, well, honey, what would you think of meeting Kevin Sullivan? I'm disappointed. I said, what do you mean you're disappointed? The guy's a genius. She goes, I was expecting this larger-than-life scary character, and he's just a cute old man with an accent. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> well, he, was, he did walk out. He did walk out with Oz. Remember that? Maybe walked out with Oz. Oh yeah, the great, yeah. great all knowing Oz. Yeah. Uh, Kevin gave me the greatest explanation for asking for someone to buy him a drink. He said, "Chaz, brother, you know what happens when you tilt the drink a little too far, and you got your <laughs> mouth open?" I said, "No. What happens? Your drink goes empty." I said, "I'll get you another one, Kev." <laughs> <laughs> You Only Sullivan could be cerebral <laughs> with buying a drink. Right? You know, um, I, I wanted to ask, bro, uh, were you uh, working when uh, Loch Ness or Giant Haystacks was in Dungeon of Doom? Like, were you around him at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Haystacks, yeah, man. That was, that was a big dude, man. Because um, he was only... He was only there briefly, and I think it was because he had a cancer uh, diagnosis, and he had that match with the giant. And uh, right, I yeah. really like watching uh, Haystack's uh, interviews uh, on YouTube. He's from the UK scene, so it's pretty right. neat that they had you know, someone like him in that group. Oh yeah, man! Yes. I mean, heck, at one time they had Kamala. 
was with uh, Dungeon to Doom at one time. Yeah, Kamala, yes. yeah, right. yeah. Yes, Steve. Uh, there was a cage match when I was a kid in the seventies. Thirty men over the top, and two guys in it were Haystack Skeleton and Andre the Giant. And I would have killed to see that. Let's see. Go. Because Wait a minute, thirty uh, guys in a cage? That's called jail. <laughs> <laughs> I hope hey, you, back I hope in Destiny's days, it was called the Buckhouse Buck Stampede. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope you were the grill, man. Malcolm, that's, Malcolm, that's pretty neat because Giant Haystack got his name from Haystack Calhoun, and, and a lot of people compare the Giant to Andre the Giant, you know, Paul White to Andre. So I didn't know it like, yeah. back then there was a Haystack uh, Andre match. You're going to eat that, Malone Sammy? Yeah, it's a... If if he hung out as long as he did in that place, he'd be singing like this guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and awesome. this guy over here, huh? This guy. <laughs> uh, Kevin Sullivan's the only Irishman that was allowed in North End. Hey, um, Chad. Yes. Oh my god. Only on WCW Retro can you hear Tiny Tim. Awesome. That's right. He was running around the ring, man. We were the laughing. He must have been a leprechaun I, I gotta, that he was talking about. The leprechaun. Yeah, I got to ask Chad. That's Tiny awesome. Tim. Yeah, but <laughs> did um did you and Kevin talk Boston a lot because I wonder if Kevin was around when Buddy Bulger was in power. Oh, Kevin was telling me stories about um, Bruno San Martino back in Boston when he was first, before, as he was first starting to train back in 65, 66, uh, he was telling me stories about Bruno and Bruno being escorted by the Boston mob everywhere he went while he was in Boston. They made sure that Vince McMahon Sr. knew that the only way Bruno was going to not be champion is when Bruno didn't want to be champion. So, yeah, the, the boys were around no, back then. He didn't just say wow. that. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, wow. That, that's <laughs> Yes, Sullivan, man. That makes it more well, than understand. Dude. You got to understand, professional wrestling from the 40s through the early 60s was the mob's sideshow. Their big attraction in their sports circus was boxing. Their sideshow was wrestling. If you will. If you will. (laughs) (laughs) And then television came along, and wrestling didn't need the mob anymore. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's neat that you mentioned that because uh, it feels like it doesn't get documented uh, a lot. Probably because some people are still around. But uh, the closest thing I've heard, uh, mainstream, you know, reports or documents about that is the uh, Yakuza with uh, Ricky Dozan's death and covered in the North Korea Dark Side episode. But you really don't hear about. I love it. Yeah, that that Dark Side of the Ring, a Korea episode was really good. 
Dave. Oh yeah, that was cool. That was they they briefly uh, they went into Ricky Dozman a little bit in that episode. It was cool. Well, I mean, you got to understand where there's sporting events that draw large crowds, that draw large gates, that at the time were working with stadiums and and venues that were unionized. You knew you were going to have to meet with the boys at some point. They're going to get their hand in a piece of that financial pie. And oh, yeah. it, 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 that was just that was the given. I mean, little yeah, known fact why. when Strangler, little known fact when Strangler, when Strangler Lewis, Jim Londis, when they were working Chicago back in the late twenties and early thirties, do you know who one of the largest contributing partners was to the promotion in Chicago? Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Al Capone wow. would put up hundreds of thousands of his own dollars to promote boxing and wrestling in Chicago silently and then take his piece of the gate. I mean, it was business. You just read the list! I think I've been erased from the list. By his, by his eyeballs, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kevin Sullivan <laughs> would have fit, fit right in, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, most definitely. But, you know, you look at guys like Kevin coming up in the late 60s and guys like Johnny Rods coming up in the late 60s, early 70s. Of course, these guys were seeing the tail end of, of that one era leading into the other. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Jim Lang? Hey, Stroh, how, how cool would Jim yeah. Lang? How cool would Jim Lang have been as a wrestling announcer? Oh man! Oh yeah! Welcome to the dating game. He used to be a disc jockey. That, that, that should have happened. That, that so should have happened. Really? That so should have happened. Oh, honestly, could you imagine a wrestling show ending with the big kiss? Him and Jimmy Bryant would have had a blind awakening. No, I would have loved yeah. to have seen Adrian Street on the dating game. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or, or Adrian yeah. Adonis. Hey. Adrian and Miss yeah. Linda on, on the dating game. That would have been amazing. Oh, would have that would have been amazing. <laughs> yes. No. I'm here. Not fit like Harry Who, I guess, my medicine. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. But I, I'll tell you what, though. It's, it, I'm going to say this as a plug. Anybody mm-hmm. who wants to interact with people like Kevin Sullivan and Stroh and others that have, you know, been to the, to the very pinnacle of our business and – Exactly. You should be at the CAC. Hi, you right. Yes, you did. You're a, you know, you're a heel. No, no. Right, shut not up. a run-in. <laughs> oh, there's a run-in. There's one every time. But no, seriously, oh, yeah. the CAC, for the average fan that wants to that wants to actually sit down and talk with people that were legends in our business, I mean, it's it's the perfect opportunity. Exactly. If you will. Yeah, because you know, I'll tell like you a what. Mocus, baby. One of my big regrets is that I never met Dusty Rhodes. Oh, you would have loved Dusty, man. 
Dusty was the best. Yeah. He was like the coolest. Yeah, that was one of my biggest regrets that I ever met Dusty. Such a great guy. Yeah, I was such a regret. I didn't get to meet Mm -hmm. the British Bulldogs. Yeah. I didn't meet Dusty. I met Dorothy. And from what I understand, I think Dorothy's going (laughs) to... I think Dorothy's going to kick Alexa Bliss's doll's ass at some point. I'm just saying. Yeah, that needs oh, to happen. Let's, let's book it. Yeah, book somebody's got to book that by, by the way, this is one of Dorothy's favorite songs, wrestling songs. I'm still not over. I'm still not over Bray Wyatt losing the ring. That, that made me just part for out the TV. Let's grab him, Kate. I'm yeah, that, that's one of the Yeah, yeah. So, 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 Steve, you're talking about Bray Wyatt? Yeah, I'm still not over him losing to Randy Orton. After, like, he came back from the dead, Alexa Bliss can, can beat Randy Orton, but not The Fiend, because he got distracted. Yeah, and yeah. Still not. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's I, I thought that was a uh, terrible booking. It oh wasn't booking, it was writing. That's writing. <laughs> Thank right. you. It's not booking, it's writing, bro. <laughs> they ain't got no bookers in WWE anymore. But yeah, I hope Lily what's, gets her ass. The yeah, they got all these bees and riders and everything else. Uh, you know what? When, when, a, when the fans of a promotion wish that Vince Russo would come back, you know it's bad. Oh, yeah, for real. <laughs> Just saying. For real. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'd rather see Russo writing the show right now than anybody else. At least it'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Say least, yeah. Russo was talking the other day, and he said that. Oh, yeah. He said, he said he hey, bro. Come back to wrestling. Hey, bro. That's all yeah, he, he said. Even, bro. Bro. Yeah, he said that. Done, he said that. Ma- he, yeah! he said that Matt Riddle was the, he, he said that Matt on, Riddle man, was the uh, fire, bro. champion now of, of bros. Yeah! He said he was a champion. <laughs> he said bro more than Oh, nails. Brian, you're getting fired left and right, bro. You may want to, bro, you might want to shut up. You're getting furloughed. Well, let me let me say this real quick then. I, okay. I had just finished watching Dan, Impact Walk Out then, and uh, Deanna Peraza <laughs> Was in the ring hey, talking. Kid, it's five to seven minutes. And Stick to your time. Gail Kim came out there and she said, I want to let you know that at uh, Slammiversary, you will be fighting a mystery opponent. And she said, our world's going to change again. So apparently it's somebody that's been released from WWE. I don't, I don't know who it is, but she said she'd find out at Slammiversary. And then Kenny okay. O'Blaine, he got, he got, he got his butt kicked by Sammy Calhoun. I mean, Callahan. It can't be Dewdrop. She just debuted. It can't be Dewdrop. She just debuted with uh, Eva Marie. So we know it can't be Dewdrop. No, it'll be Mickey James riding on her husband's back. Oh. oh. No, I, I think Mickey James in NWA yeah. That's a hometown girl. <laughs> <laughs> what? I figure, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing probably Chelsea Green. That she's married. Matt, Mickey James, I don't know Chad. I just, I've never met him before. <laughs> what happened? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I have. I, you, you had mentioned Dr. Like, Rose. Like, 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 um, Michael, 
like Shawn Michaels said, I, he said, I did not. I did not sleep with an intern. In fact, I was up <laughs> all night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Bill Clinton did that on national television. He did it on Monday Night Football. Of all places, yeah, right? deny, uh, all of this is denying a fair on Monday Night Football. Are you kidding me? If he would have said, oh, yes, I did it, would do it again, every guy in America would have said, it's my boy. Oh, my goodness. Now, you know, you know, actually, y'all are talking about death. Y'all talking about Dusty Rhodes, and uh, I did get to meet, uh, I did get to meet Dusty Rhodes when I was younger. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> what? Because you, you never found Kyle. I, 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 I think we need to find Jesus right now. Oh! When, when he was <laughs> I think the way this show's going, I think we all need Jesus at this point. <laughs> when he was running uh, <laughs> Turnbuckle Championship wrestling, I got to meet him. He was sitting at the table signing autographs, and I just walked up to him real quick, jerked his hand, and then he signed the autograph, and that was it. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't get to, you know, I regret I didn't get to have a long discussion where anything like that, I just... It was just briefly, handshake, autograph, because okay. he was kind of in a hurry because, you know, he was running a show and stuff. But uh huh. And I, I also got to meet the legendary uh, <laughs> if you will, Manny, Manny Fernandez, <laughs> the Raging Bull, and uh, I got to see him wrestle. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hey, Malcolm. Uh, you were talking about Vince Russo, right? Yeah. Is he like the Joe Biden of the Wrestling Federation? Oh, damn. Wow. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Malcolm comes up with a good one every so often. I love it. Yeah, he does. What do you think? He has to buy it. <laughs> Is this Vince Russo the Joe Biden of wrestling? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Like, Biden, Charlie, and Matt. Could you imagine being a first-time <laughs> listener to this show? <laughs> They'd be like, what's going on right now? And hey, who's going to show? We're going to talk about Kevin Solomon, and we've broken down... Into nonsensical silliness. Yes, I and we know. still can't find Kyle. the VOC Nation at, with his wife going, "Hey, Mark, <laughs> the topic." At, at, at this point, you should but have a topic. Talking about the topic, Mark. Oh, Norman Smiley. <laughs> Norman Smiley. <laughs> Norman Smiley. <laughs> I don't know what they make of the show, Mark. They're, they're not talking on the topic. He can do the big wiggle. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, God. Yeah, this is this is Kevin, time. The wheels have fallen off this bridge. Yeah, this the Wild Wild West. He said it earlier. Yeah, can't shoot straight. Oh my God! Like an acid western. 
But there's you, no one of us that can shoot straight. Could you imagine if, if now this is probably the greatest moment in oh, WWE boy. history hey, for wrestling fans right now? Just, uh, just, just, just talk about this. As bad as the writing is going on right now, could you imagine if on Raw they do a backstage scene and Vince man's standing in the back, he's looking in a mirror. He looks in the mirror and he says, Vince McMahon, you're fired. And then he leaves, and everybody goes, yay! <laughs> you know? <laughs> everybody probably we gets the lanes and can't I need right. some drugs at this point, man. I can't wake up from this. <laughs> oh, no, bro. The order of WW booking right there. Oh. There we go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. If this was a match, we all got lost. What's Can I get the finish? <laughs> Tonight, though, as part of as part of the Army of Darkness, the other yeah. female that they had it, that didn't do anything, the lock. She just the stood lock, there and looked right. creepy. Yeah, I but I mean, lock. she fit in the group. She didn't do it. Yeah, she did. thing. But she no, fit into she that group. <laughs> oh, she was great. Who was the name of that guy that Sullivan did the promo with, where he's digging up, up out of the grave and he comes up and, and he's and Sullivan's like is laughing maniacally. He's alive. He's alive. I I couldn't think of his name. Oh, it it was great, man. It it it, it had a lot of dark humor to it, right? I can't think of the guy's name, but, I mean, he was, like, burying him, like, digging him out of the grave, and he came out of the grave, and 
Sullivan's like laughing, hysterically cackling. You know, he's alive. He's alive. <laughs> doctor, doctor, something. Yeah. Oh God, man, it, was, it was great. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find out. So y'all know. But if you, if you, if you, if you find it, Friday, doc, please let me know. Doctor Isaac Yankum. <laughs> no, no. This this is way was it uh, Freddy Krueger who worked in uh, Memphis? Was it about eighty? Was it about eighty-three or eighty-four? Yeah, yeah, during that time period, he was in Florida. Yeah, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Malcolm. There actually really was a wrestler that worked as Freddy Krueger in Memphis. Really, Doug? Yep, Doug Gilbert. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was him. I love, I love that Memphis yeah, but, in Japan do horror characters. But no right. uh, no knockoff character was better than Beetlejuice Art Bar. Oh, yeah, Beetlejuice oh, was awesome. Oh, he was great. I loved him. He was great. But, and I, and him, I remember watching that. Uh, the tag team in AAA was amazing. What a great team they were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Art Bar is the American yeah. love machine. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Did that guy team up oh, with man. the gobbledygooker? I remember watching uh, Continental Wrestling and seeing yeah. downtown Bruno, who a lot of people know as Harvey Whipperman, come out and manage really? uh, Sid, nah. Sid Vicious as the Lord Humongous. <laughs> and I just, I thought that character was awesome. When he was Lord Humongous and had mm-hmm. downtown Breno with him. You like a Mad Max character? Yeah. Yeah. Man, you got to give Sid a lot of credit, though. When he took a, a DDT or a face bump in that plastic hockey mask that had very little padding <laughs> in it, God bless him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't imagine. So. Oh. Those were street right. hockey masks. You can buy them at Toys R Us. Those things had a little bit of foam <laughs> over padding in them, and it was plastic. Got to get the, got to get that gimmick. Got to get the oh, costume. Right. Oh yeah. So, Definitely. It's been fun tonight talking about Kevin Sullivan Dungeon of Doom with you all. It's been such a blast as always. So let's get Yay. psyched for what's coming up next week. And uh, Chaz. Take it away, brother. Chaz Moretti and the Moretti Agency have signed the current and reigning Italian-American Heritage Wrestling Champion, one Joey the Pitbull Chichi, to an exclusive contract. And I am taking Mr. Chichi on the road. In fact, July 23rd, we're going to go down to Ripley, Tennessee, to Pro Wrestling Mid-South, and we're going to take... Greg Anthony's unified title belt off of him. And as part of the promotional tour leading up to that event, uh, we are going to have the Pitbull on WCW Retro this next Thursday to discuss his career. Malcolm, I'm going to tell you something. That Pitbull name is no joke. He bites. Yes, we are. (laughs) But that Pitbull nickname is no nickname. He bites. Bro, he'll take a piece out of your end. I'm just warning you. Anyway, um, Joey's also a, Joey's also a uh, current um, 
enlisted member of the Illinois National Guard, so we're going to talk about his career in wrestling, his service to our country in the military, and then his upcoming match against Greg Anthony in Pro Wrestling Mid-South. So they'll all be... Oh, he's uh, in the military chest? Still is, brother. Tell him, tell him thank you for his service. One death to another. Well, you can and, call him next week. The and, and then when you upset him, they go and just play that you're fired. And thank you, Scott, brother. <laughs> and this is a perfect segue into the amazing weather to talk about pro wrestling interviews. What's What's on tap coming yeah, up? Yeah, we got we got pit we got Pitbull Sunday night as well. Uh, gonna be on uh, pro wrestling interviews with Chaz. Uh, I have to I have to suck it up and talk to Chaz again. Talk to him tonight. Well, I gotta talk to him Sunday. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a good thing that I'll be busy that weekend. Otherwise, I'd make that drive to Tennessee and slap you myself. But you have, have to wait for that. Hey, one, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. If you will. Um, you guys know about Virgil and his photo ops, right? You want to slap me, oh. it's going to cost you 20. <laughs> you all day long, but it's going to cost you. I don't care who your father is, it's 20 bucks. Uh, okay. You know where I got the money from? I got 20 bucks. I get, I got it from Amy. Amy gave me twenty bucks to slap you for her. Wait, wait oh, a second. Geez. Amy's money is my money. I was wondering why that wall was twenty light. That's awesome. That's oh, pretty wow. funny. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. Uh, so hopefully, you know, keep that up. I'll see you at the CAC, brother. We can handle our business then. Well, I got oh news my. for you. I'm not yeah. the one to be afraid of. It's Dorothy. I've already gotten splashed <laughs> off the top rope by her. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't blame you Dorothy bites too, I heard. Myself. I don't need that. There ain't nothing scarier than a Dorothy plancha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, she's a lucha. Oh, great. Anyway, uh, thank you, Stro. Thank you, Velvet, for the opportunity yeah, to have Joey on the, oh, on the shows because, um, oh, anytime. you know, he's been plying his trade for about 20 years, and this is going to be his awesome. first opportunity to uh, branch out nationally. And so we, we definitely Good. thank you for the exposure, and we look forward to uh, both shows next week. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Can't wait. Tell him good luck, Chairs. Not a problem, Joey CC, the Pitbull, Jazz Moretti next That's Thursday right. night. Retro. And on Chaz, the wrestling the interview Sunday. You said you were going to take the belt off, and I was thinking, were you going to leave the clothes on? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. You know, listen, Malcolm, stop for a second. Greg Dave, Anthony lives in Dyersburg, Tennessee. <laughs> They don't use belts in Dyersburg. They still use ropes to hold up their pants. Dave, <laughs> hey, you got anything you want to plug with us for us? Yes, Dave. Yeah, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to mention uh, some other uh, facts before we uh, sign off. Uh, Army of Darkness sure. influenced uh, bands as well. There was, um, there was a couple bands that uh, kind of wrote or worked with uh, Army Darkness. Uh, there's a, a group called the Tunnel Rats. They wrote a tribute to mm-hmm. 
Sullivan called Prince of Darkness, and uh, there was a band called the Nasty Savage or Nasty Savages. Uh, they had a there was a song uh, called XXX from I think it's from their Indulgence uh, album and Locke and Luna, the Daughters of Darkness, uh, uh, sang backup on that. Apparently, uh, I was reading. Uh, cool some of their influence on music and uh, on this uh, article from Squared Circle Pit. And uh, it's pretty amazing how influential they were, not just the wrestling, but music as well. And uh, Jake Roberts, also a member of that group. I'm going to have to go yeah. find some right. uh, tape of that as well. So uh, I, I look forward to... Uh, it, it was a member of that and also a Legion of Doom with the Road Warriors at one point. Jake Roberts was. Oh, yeah, that's... that's yeah. It's so cool that Jake, Jake was in, like, two of the biggest, uh, most sinister wrestling factions at one point. So it's pretty right. cool to know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, Retro next week and uh, pro wrestling interviews. So thanks for having me on talking about Kevin Sullivan. Oh, anytime. It's, it's been great. Thank you, Steve. This has been pretty awesome. Any more plugs? Uh, Malcolm, you have a plug? Um as long yeah, as we can have enough cash, we can stay away from it. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, tell me when to go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, man. Uh, you're wrestler. <laughs> I'm not making fun of him. It's just the way you said about taking the bell rock. <laughs> it's going through my mind. So I want your wrestler oh, to know that oh, my I wish him a lot of luck. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize, guys, but when something's funny, laughing, you know. We know. I, I want to apologize. We know the feeling. I apologize to Kevin Sullivan because, Kevin, we were running such a good show, and then it turned into this. <laughs> yeah, can't you remember show? Yeah, show. Don't act like this was a bad thing, this, believe me. This, right. this has been a great <laughs> show. You know? This has been it's a great been show. Um, deserves more respect. Until, until sure Brian has. went. 20 minutes over to three-minute squash. <laughs> I got one from the most indie workers, bro. That was a hell of a squash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I I met Kevin Sullivan two times, and he was nice as hell to me. He was I was really nervous when I first met him because <laughs> he was, you know, he's not that big a wrestler, but he's very what? intimidating. His, his career is very intimidating. The character. Nothing wrong with you, buddy. Ah, uh, he's a, he's got a low center of gravity. Yeah! <laughs> We're out of here. Stroh is too happy with that sound bite. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to show. Sorry, what, it's what a bad reflex. I'm just trying to show Kevin Sullivan some respect. Uh, Good lord. I got my my okay. hands are now. Uh, one more play, uh, if I can. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah uh, blackmass.com. B L X C K. Blackmass.com. That's the uh, clothing brand for uh, Malachi Black and his, and his team. Mark. Nice. Uh, thanks for Blackmass.com. Yep. Awesome. Okay, Ms. R. I'm going to give. Three. I'm going to give one three, serious uh, plug out, boys. Uh, before you okay, get there, Brian, ahead. I want one serious plug before I, I sign off. Um, Guys, if you're looking at a promotion that's doing things right, look at Pro Wrestling Mid-South. 
I mean, Greg runs a he runs a great promotion down there. They run every Friday night in Ripley, every Saturday night at the Herb Welch Arena in Dyersburg, and now they're going to run nice. Monday nights in August in Memphis. There hasn't been real live wrestling in Memphis nice. in many many years, and ticket prices. This is what blows my mind. Ticket prices start at five dollars general admission. What? Wow. Man, what a deal. So, That's amazing. Yeah. So check out on Facebook, amazing. check out Pro Wrestling Mid-South, check out Greg Anthony, and you know, you'll know you see Southern Wrestling the way it's always been done, the way it should be done. That's my only plug for tonight. All right. That's awesome. Pro Wrestling, is it Pro Wrestling South or Mid-South? Is that no, it? Pro, pro Wrestling Mid-South. Pro Wrestling Mid-South, okay. Yeah, check it out, guys. Pro Wrestling Mid-South. Look them up. Awesome. Awesome. Any Ryan, more plugs, guys? did you find Kyle yet? Oh, okay. Ryan uh, might have one. Oh, here we go. I was going to do three plugs, but I forgot one of them, so I'll remember two. <laughs> so, okay. here we go. I was responsible uh, for, for that. Oh, that's that's fine. <laughs> The if if I don't say that one, it's all I mind to use a loser, so that's okay. Anyway, uh, uh, the first right. plug, um, this is the Amazing Velvet. I do not no. know where Cal is. Okay? okay, I don't know where he is. Sorry, okay. if you can find him and have pizza or something with him. Okay. Now the Someday second plug, uh, if you get a chance, there's a there's a young gospel artist she's a sing uh singer that has really touched and blessed people all over the world her name is ann wilson she sings a song called my jesus and that song within three days went to the it's not the same ann wilson from heart is it no it's, no this I'm, is a younger and okay okay so make sure uh it's she's a uh, 19 Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah. Uh, okay, nice. but but her song went within three days to the number one uh, chart, the number one song on the uh, iTunes chart, Christian music charts, wow. and she's had twenty million streams within just two weeks of that song. If you get a chance, wow. check it out. She sings "My Jesus" as well as um, something about that name. And also Devil, and they're just three amazing songs, and they're really, uh, you know, whether you're into Christian music or, you know, whatever music you're into, I mean, it'll really inspire you and uplift you. And uh, that other plug, um, I was, so we'll just leave that out. But you know, it's always a privilege <laughs> to be on the show, and sure, you know, leave glad out the to, dirty plug. Oh, yeah, yeah, to be on the show. And, uh, you know, Retro retro is a fun show to be a part of. And, uh, you know, we always have a good time on here and laugh and cut up and, you know, joke with each other. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I always say if you can't, if you can't take a joke or something, you know, just a little rib or whatever, then, you know, you ain't got no business even, even trying to joke around. You, I mean, if you can't, can dish it out, take it, and you ain't got no business doing it. You know that's just the way I feel. And don't 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 fall asleep in a road trip. You'll get your eyebrows shaved. No. 
Right. <laughs> if you can't take <laughs> if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we so, go. Harry S. Gold. You know, you know, it's weird. You know, it's uh, it's weird. You mention that because uh, you know, I I never will forget this. I'm not Jamaican. And, and this and this just uh, this this breaks my heart. I never will forget. You know, I met a junkyard dog when I was in middle school, and he was he was down at the car lot wrestling with Bambi. Oy. And Steve the Brawler Lawler and uh, Brian Armstrong before he was Road Dog, and then and then a couple of years later I found out that Junkyard Dog sadly passed away after going to his daughter's graduation, and he uh, fell asleep behind the wheel and you know ran into a tree, and that was just heartbreaking. I mean, you know, he was such a such an awesome cool guy. Didn't they happen to Randy Savage too? Crashed into a tree. Yeah, I believe it did, Mike. Yeah, I believe it did. Well, well I'll tell you know. what, Brian. I wish I could have met the junkyard junk. He's one guy I had a lot of respect for. Good match, good wrestler. Should have been champion, too. Mike. Yeah, he should have. Hmm. Oh, one more thing, Mike. No. I don't like anybody uh. putting down Ed Leslie, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. So, Barber, mm. you know you can give any of these God. guys a lousy haircut on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Yes, no. Uh-oh. You know, the, well, you know, the funniest thing about Brutus hey, and Barber Beefcake, he never met a parachute he didn't like. Oh. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was wow. not right. And you, and you know, you know, really quickly, since, since we just uh, since we just had the Fourth of July, I want to I, I want to give a shout out to WWE Hall of Famer, a legend, Axel Jim Duggan. Oh, USA, USA, no. USA. He said PB. He said PBR, PBR. I'll talk, I'll uh, talk to you, tough guy. Fourth of July. CCP, CCP. Oh, Wrong. Yeah. Who's next? Fire. Fire. <laughs> Got it. What? <laughs> um, well, who's next? It's been fun, folks. The uh, it has archives of. <laughs> Tonight's show on VSNation.com. Just look for WCW Retro and Dungeon of Doom. Uh, it's been awesome. You guys, you guys still make this show. It's always entertainment nonstop. I mean, it's such a blast each and every week, man. So, yeah, come by, by back anytime you want. Always. This is your home. <laughs> Listeners, always a blast. We'll see you I next Thursday. Here, with all right. Yeah, yeah, slumber party, everything. <laughs> WCW all nighter, yeah, etc. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Vader, Vader hide behind the curtains, waving at the camera, and everything, man. Be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Next week we'll have Chaz Moretti and uh, Joey CC, right? The, the pit bull, with us, Correct. and uh, we're talking about uh, his career and uh, see what they're up to and what they are plans on going forward. It should be a lot of fun. So please tune in next week and uh, just have some fun. Uh, have a great rest of the week and weekend. Uh, stay in touch and see you next Thursday. And we'll end it out with, uh, well, I'm find something cool to end out with. So here. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, oh you know what, Stro? I, I remember what I was going to say. And I, oh, I'll go. just say it real quick. <laughs> I looked up, I looked up whatever happened to uh, Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pittman, and Nine, he is now a he eight, is now a deputy sheriff. Seven, six. That's it. Five, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, why, why not? Let's play some Macho Man. Oh, you know, some Macho Man, we're just having uh, yeah. guys, there we go. Yes, yeah. yeah, so all right. Fun, Jimmy. <laughs> Tonight. Brian needs a fine Kyle for he get fired, and I'll sacrifice you. I'll give a duck about a sandwich, I'll push 